The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today Podcast. I am your host, Micah Patra, and I'm joined tonight by one of my good buddies. It, it's Friday, so you know what that means. I'm here with Andrew Hansen. We're here to break down the December 27th slate. Andrew, how was your holidays? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing doing well, thanks. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. It was a good week, and uh, appreciate you taking the pod on Christmas uh for the day after christmas for all of us so we could be with family and now ready to get back on it and had some fun watching the christmas games and i really like that contest on DraftKings, the the million dollar contest with the bonus for the stocking stuffers if you got the blocks and steals if you got 20 of them in your lineup you got a little bonus that was a lot of fun i think the sites should do a little bit more of that yeah, no, it was an awesome slate. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, I have a pretty pretty small family, and I, we usually do a lot of our stuff on Christmas Eve and knock it out pretty early. So, I was more than happy to jump on the pod. I know you guys are uh, pretty big family men over there, so uh, well deserved. And I'm, you know, I'm glad you guys enjoyed yourselves. But uh, no, nah, man. I mean, I, I I watched every single game from start to finish except for when i was doing the podcast and it was <laughs> nice. uh it was a it was a pretty awesome day i talked about it i was looking forward to it i love the christmas day slate just being able to sit down and not be bothered and watch some hoops <laughs> uh and i was able to do pretty well so a couple of my lineups did pretty good and i'm looking just to keep it rolling right now man i mean we i like these i like these six game slates that we've been getting uh you know we're going to be talking about a five game main slate and a showdown slate tonight so it's just kind of my wheelhouse over the past few days, and I'm just trying to run with it. Well, let's do it, because I like these six-game slates as well. All right. Well, before we jump into anything, we, uh, we'll we we'll try to motor through this one pretty quickly. I just want to give a nice shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. So if you guys have not heard about them or if you've been not listening to the podcast, maybe you're just jumping on now, definitely check them out. If you're listening to this, you're probably into sports gambling and sports betting. So head over to mybookie.ag. You can make your predictions a reality. Uh, MyBookie, they're, they're one of the most trusted, uh, you know, bookie sites in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book, just make any bets, whether it's the Super Bowl, the NBA, uh, maybe some bowl games, wherever you want to go, they kind of handle it all. Uh, they have the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and if you ever have any questions, need any help, they have a 24/7 customer service line. Uh, you can even pool together your bets and make for bigger payouts. Let's say you got a couple of your big favorites this week, parlay wagers. Um, let's you make a couple bets together, and if they all come through, you can win even bigger. So I'm a big fan of the parlays. If I'm usually betting games, I like to go big or go home. So that's kind of my mentality, a little bit similar to my GPP kind of mindset. Um, and my bookie just has more lines, better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. So check them out, guys. You will not be disappointed. And if you deposit right now uh, using the promo code DFS today, that's D F S T O D A Y, they will give you a 50% match on your deposit. So deposit two grand, they give you a grand. Deposit 500, they give you 250. Either way, it's free money to play with, uh, and you are foolish not to try it. So please go check them out. And uh, definitely over our guys over at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Um, you know, this one's near and dear to my heart, as always. So uh, get that morning brew in your cup. It's absolutely phenomenal. So when you're drinking your brew, reading your brews letter on Monday, you're drinking your morning brew, and then you polish it off at the night with a nice cold brew. 
Uh, and then you are all set. You can check them out over at uh, HawaiianIsles.com, or you can get them on Twitter at HI Kona Coffee, or you can simply just go on Amazon and drop it in the search bar, and it will pop right up and be delivered to you by drone or a courier kicking it with their foot from the side of the street to your doorstep. So uh, that's those are our sponsors. We always like to get them out nice and early. So I think we could just jump right into this because we have a weird slate, Andrew. We were talking about this right before we jumped on. Uh, it's a showdown slate at 4 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time, and it's on a Friday. So generally we'd see those kind of games on the weekends, but it's a little weird for a Friday. Yeah, it's a little strange, but... NBA TV has a triple header going on this Friday after Christmas before the final Sunday regular season in, in the NFL. So they got a little creative and they went with one of the East Coast matchups here at four o'clock. So I guess for the folks who are working, it's going to be tough to play this one. But anyone who's on holiday, we're going to get you pre- get you prepped for this four o'clock showdown. And I'm one of those guys, so I'll be I'll probably be working till about four four thirty. So I'm probably not going to get any action in the showdown slate. But that doesn't mean I, I can't help you guys win some money on it. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm not cashing in on, it, I want you guys to be able to do it. So we're we're going to touch on it just like we've talked about all season long. We're going to hit every single game on every single day. So uh, this is no exception. Let's just jump right into this, Andrew. So we have the Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Boston to take on the Celtics at four Eastern Standard Time. Uh, who would you like to start with? I'll start with the the Northeast team here, the Celtics, and they've won both of these matchups earlier in the season by six and by 22. Gordon Hayward was the star in the first one. He had 39 points, and he got back into the action on Christmas, had decent minutes, looked fine. So I like him at 8.4, and the first build I had, he's actually going to be my captain. I'm thinking he'll be a little bit low-owned. Um, but I do like the fact that he's really done well against this team, and he's a lot cheaper than, say, Kemba. I mean, he's 2000 cheaper uh, in the utility spot than Kemba Walker. And I also like the savings you get on Tatum compared to Brown. Brown looked excellent on Christmas, but he's, he's, he's inconsistent. Tatum is more consistent. Uh, Tatum's done well in this matchup early in the season. So I'm going to start right off the bat with fading the, the two most expensive Celtics going with Hayward and Tatum. And then I do like Cantor and Tice, their prices as well. Tice is, is far too cheap at 4.8, but, um, you know, you don't – if you save money without Kemba, then you've got a little more money to play with, and Cantor is is looking pretty good at 6.2. The other X factor here for the Celtics is that Marcus Smart is questionable with the eye infection, so he might get back into the mix and one reason we need to watch that news is because with him out, Romeo Langford's been seeing some minutes, and he's only 1.4. So if Marcus Smart misses again, you could go and get a value play with Romeo Langford and hope for 20 minutes and some solid production. But if Marcus Smart is back, then I'm not going to touch Romeo Langford. All right. Well, you you kind of hit the nail on the head with this game as far as my take as well. I, I do like Hayward. I like him in that captain spot, save some money. It's mostly because a lot of the guys I'm targeting in this game are a little bit more priced up. You touched on Kanner and Tyson. Those are the really only value plays I'm kind of interested in this game. Uh, otherwise, I'm looking at the, the main pieces. Hayward, Tatum, Kanner, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. If you wanted to go with a guy like Jalen Brown or Kemba, I wouldn't mind it. But it's kind of hard to stick all those guys in there when you want to pay for some of these other guys. So uh, 
I'm I'm in the same ship as you right now, man. I I, I like it. You, you hit that nail right on the head, and I think if I was playing this slate, that's the approach I would be taking. Yeah, and then there is one or two other value plays I like over on Cleveland, and of course the big news there is that Clarkson has been traded to Utah. So with him out of the picture, last game out Sexton got a bump. He got up to 36 minutes and he took 20 shots. So I like him, you know, in terms of one of the starters. I like Kevin Love. You mentioned him. But then the value plays, I think Kevin Porter Jr. and Del Vadova get a little bit of a bump off the bench. And the interesting thing is that Porter Jr.'s priced at 5K. Del is only 2.6. And I could easily see a scenario where Del Vadova outscores Porter Jr. But I do like Porter Jr. in this matchup at 5.0. So... I would I would primarily turn there for the value play, but uh, I do think we have to watch that guard situation with the Cavs. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a, it's a good thing that you touched on that. Um, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. He's a guy I'm gonna have my eye on going forward as far as season long and DFS. I mean, once Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson, if not both, get traded, uh, it's gonna create a path for minutes for this guy. And, uh, he's part of their future. He's part of their building blocks. I mean, other than you know the 19 guards that they have, he's basically their next best young piece. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to pay 5K for him, um, not with everybody healthy, but the Del Vadova call, I could definitely get on board with that. Yeah, and if, you, if, you, if you've opt for Del Vadova instead of Porter, then you're going to get another star, whether it's, you know, paying up from Cantor to Tristan Thompson or Love, depending on who you have in your lineup. So, um, this, is a, this would be a fun one to play five or six lineups. Because you do have much more of a range of pricing. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking back to that showdown slate I did with Miles where um, it was you know Toronto and Dallas in that crazy comeback game for, for Toronto. And you could get all the starters you wanted because of all the injuries. But this one you have to – you can mix, mix and match a little bit with the, with the stars and the scrubs. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's a very easy slate to kind of just fall into the cracks and go very chalky. Um, and then at that point, you know, if you're doing that in cash, it makes sense. But you got to differentiate yourself in uh, tournaments. And Delva Dover could be a way to do that. Low owned. It allows you to jam in a few extra studs. There you go. All right. Anything else on this game? No. All right. We'll move on to the main slate. Uh, we have Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to Charlotte to take on the Hornets at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you know, this is going to be a back-to-back, a second half of the back-to-back for the Thunder, something to monitor, I guess, with a couple of their veterans. But uh, overall, it shouldn't be a big deal for them. Um, you know, we know who's getting their minutes. Gallinari is going to miss the next two to three games minimum. So we already know that going into it. So, uh, you know, I'm a gentleman. Where would you like to start? Well, since you've mentioned the back-to-back for the Thunder, I'll, I'll go with them. And I dug a little deeper on those guards, CP3, Shea, and Schroeder and looked at their back-to-back performances this year. And as you might expect, CP3 has struggled the most. Those guys with the younger legs have really stepped up. And a lot of times in the back-to-backs, Shea and Schroeder have played better than in the front end. And I think we might be right back in that scenario again because CP3 had a good game tonight, uh, as you predicted on the last podcast. So I'm going to look to Shea and Schroeder in the Oklahoma City backcourt as they go up against that 25th-ranked Hornets defense. And then I'm going to go right to a value play here in this first game. I'm going to go to Nerlens Noel because he's going to be playing against Zeller coming off the bench. 
And I, I, I like to target that matchup. So those are my three favorite plays for Oklahoma City. I, I, I'm targeting the backcourt as well. I mean, at the end of the day, um, with Danilo Gallinari off the floor, we're seeing a ton of usage go Schroeder's way. So he's probably my favorite option of the three. I love that bench usage that he gets coming off, facing the second unit, and just being able to tear him apart. Um, on top of it, we're talking about a lineup where you know that they're going to be running two pretty mediocre defensive guards in their starting front court. Anything happens to CP3 or Shea, as far as foul trouble, uh, you know it's only going to benefit him a little bit more. And he's he's kind of just been playing absolutely spectacular. So uh, he dropped another 20 points tonight. I have no problem. He'd probably be my favorite option. I'll probably avoid Chris Paul. I'm not going to knock you if you want to play it. Uh, but I'll be getting most of my exposure between Dennis Schroeder and then just maybe a little bit of hair of uh, Steven Adams. Yeah. Yep. Um, Steven Adams was solid again tonight. So he's going to be facing Biombo. Uh, that's what I'm predicting. Look like Biondo, Biombo will start again. Uh, I actually like Biombo at 4.6 because I think he's going to play some decent minutes against Adams. But you got you to gotta like this Hornets backcourt as well. Graham was money again. And the interesting thing about the Hornets is they haven't played since Sunday when they played the Celtics. So they've had the, the longest rest of anybody on this slate. And believe it or not, every team on this five-game slate is either in a back-to-back or the front end of a back-to-back. The Hornets are the only team that is not. So if, if there's any team that's going to have rested legs and it's going to go hard in the, on this slate, it's the Hornets. So I, I'm looking at their backcourt as well. Graham's only 7.5. And don't be deceived by that line against Boston. If you didn't see the game, he came out for a bit in the second half with injury. So he only ended up with 32 minutes, but he was on fire. Uh, for a while there. So he he definitely would have been over 50 fantasy points if he hadn't gotten nicked up. But he should be ready to roll at 7.5. I really like that price tag. And I would also consider Rozier at 6.5, but probably don't need to go there. Uh, it'd probably be just Graham for me. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm in the same boat. I mean, when I'm looking at this team, uh, those are generally my two options, unless it's like a really short slate where I kind of am forced to go with them a little bit more. But I'm not going to go out of my way to probably play either one of those guys all that much. Uh, and I probably would prefer Graham over Rozier in this matchup. And that kind of says something for me. I don't play Graham too much. Yeah, well, 7.5, that's that's a low price tag for what he's been producing lately and where he's been priced. So it starts to jump off the page a little bit when you see that. Actually, absolutely. And once the gap between these two guys starts to close, just give me the guy that I know has the higher four. Um, Rozier, they both have very similar ceilings. We can see them both get 50 points any given night. But Rozier generally has that little bit of a, flo- a lower floor, which makes them uh, a little less cash game viable. Exactly. All right. Anything else? Or uh, you want to jump on to the next one? I'm ready for the next next game here. All right. We got the Sixers traveling to Orlando to take on uh, the Magic. And it's going to be uh, quite, a, quite a showdown. Uh, you know, Sixers have been playing you know, pretty decent ball lately as far as, you know, as a team. Uh, three straight games, at least 120 points scored. Kind of says something. Coming off a big win against the Bucks. Got to see Joel Embiid laughing on the court. Uh, always fun to see. So uh, where would you like to start with this one? Well, I might as well start with Orlando because um, I'm probably going to fade the Sixers. Um, first thing I looked at with this one was the line. And speaking of my bookie, the – the line right now is 76ers minus two and a half, which I thought was a little surprising. 
and then started to look into the matchup. And when these two teams played earlier in the season, Orlando won by 15. Now, Embiid did not play in that game, so um, it's not you know entirely applicable here. And, and But I think that's um, important to keep in mind, that even with Embiid out, um, none of the other Sixers really stepped up and did that much. And, you know, now their price tags are, you know, they're, they're not at a spot where I'm, I'm that excited about it. It's the lowest total on the board at 210. Um, so, I, you know, the only interest I have is is more on the Orlando side. Gordon at 6.4, you know, he did well in that matchup earlier. Um, so I, this may be a slate where I play him a little bit. And another guy that I'm looking at is actually DJ Augustine. He's at 4.4. He didn't do much in his last game, but you look at those Philly guards off the bench, whether it be Trey Burke or or Neto, and I I think Augustine will be able to produce against those guys. So, um, you know, play 10 tournament lineups. I'll have one or two shares of DJ Augustine. Yeah, I don't mind him at all. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of with you on the Philly side of the ball. The only real option I'm kind of of any sort of real interest in would be like Tobias Harris, just because his price tag's fair and he's, he's a little bit more tournament kind of guy, where he usually gets between 26 and 40. If you get the right side of the 40, you don't mind paying that at uh, 6600. But when everybody's healthy, they're a hard team to face. Orlando plays pretty good team defense overall. Not a spot I'm generally trying to target. Um, and then on the Orlando side of the ball, I have some interest in Vucevic. Um, you know, I always try to touch on him whenever he's playing Philly. It's against his former team. Kind of gets up for these matchups. Uh, whenever I, I, you know, I, I like it better when he's traveling to Philly and playing on their home court so we can give him a little extra jab. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely have no problem. not really scared off of the Embiid matchup. I'm sure he'll be a, a very low owned. And he's got a fair price tag at 7700 um, So him and you touched on Augustine. I think he's a solid value at 44. He's not going to be anywhere near a must play. But. Uh, someone to definitely look at, and he probably wouldn't garner too much ownership. So those would uh, probably be my my first two primary pieces. If you want to take a shot at Terrence Ross uh, instead of Augustine, I wouldn't knock you for that either. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice pivot right there in that same price range. And I, I agree, Vucevic is attractive under 8K, and you got to love the narrative. And then the one other guy I wanted to mention in this game is Ben Simmons. He's really been playing well. But 8.4 in this game, that's the lowest – uh, lowest total uh i probably won't play him much there's some guys later in the slate in that same price range that i'm gonna have some more interest in absolutely we'll get to those uh you ready to move on or do you have anything else you'd like to kind of touch on a little bit while we're here not no I don't, i'm not in love with this game overall personally. yeah i'm not i'm not in love with this game either so let's go to this next game because it's got a huge total Yes, so we have the Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Uh, you know, these teams, you know, they faced off already this season. They played twice. Uh, I believe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe one game actually stayed relatively close. The other one was a blowout. Um, I'd have to double check that. I know one of the games I kind of scripted as a blowout and ended up being pretty close. So it kind of has me thinking a little dip differently when this uh, pops up. So immediately I just want to cross it off and get rid of it. But, uh, you know, this, like you said, as the highest total, we can't just do that. Yeah, the total is actually 237.5. And both of the games they played actually ended up in that eight to nine point range for the final score, the differential. But I believe one of them, Milwaukee, was up big, you know, 25 or so. And 
Atlanta came back late and made it look closer than it really was. So it kind of was a blowout. And Giannis, you know, he's played fine, but he hasn't played big minutes, hasn't had any monster scores in this in these matchups because he hasn't had to. Um, same thing with Trey Young. They've done a good job on him. So so my overall theme for this game is I'm actually going to fade those guys, two guys I love to play. Um, I'm going to look more, to more of these mid-tier guys because I really like their prices in this high total. So starting with the Atlanta side, I'm liking Kevin Herter is at 5.2. Hunter is at 4.7. Last time out, Hunter got 19 shots. Herter got 12. And I I do want to mention one thing about Herter. You know, we've talked about him playing sort of backup point, you know, playing the point when Trey Young's not in. And Herter's actually now eligible on drafting for point guard and shooting guard. And that, that kind of surprised me a little bit. So keep that in mind. You can get a little bit of a different build if you put Herter in as your, as your point guard. So I wanted to mention that. And then Collins is back in the mix, but he's he's much higher priced, 7.6. Might have to deal with some Giannis. So I'm going to focus mostly on Herder and Hunter. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, I'm a little bit scared off. I mean, at the end of the day, game script this. If you're playing any big games from Milwaukee, uh, don't be you know don't shy, shy away from the starters over there in Atlanta. You're going to want to run this back with a few guys. Uh, but I'm kind of taking the same approach with you. If I'm playing anybody on the Milwaukee side, it's going to be a couple cheaper options. Uh, Ursan Ilyasov was a guy that stands out at 3,300. Uh, just knowing that in 20 minutes, he's got some pretty decent upside for that price tag. He's already burned them for uh, 29 and a half DK points earlier in the season. So I don't mind going to him. Uh, a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, maybe at 5,100, has a little bit of an appeal. But, uh, you know, looking on the other side, I'm with you. It's just going to be those mid- mid-tier options between Herter and Hunter. Um, if you want to take a stab at a guy like Cam Reddish, you know, when he's hot, he's, he's pretty decent. But, uh, you know, it's really kind of a shot in the dark, and it would just be more of a GPP value play kind of option. But I think we've already talked about one or two guys, similar price range, that I'd probably rather play. Yeah, the, the one other guy I want to mention for Milwaukee, in addition to Dante, uh, Middleton is 7.0. You know, he was excellent on Christmas, and he didn't play the first time these guys met up. And then the second time he came off the bench. And Bledsoe was in both of those games. So it'll be a different dynamic with Bledsoe out, Middleton in there. So um, we all know that, you know, Middleton can put up big numbers and you save over 4K as compared to Giannis. So he's my favorite buck um, in this matchup. Yeah, that's kind of the approach I've been taking. Whenever I'm actually worried about whether it's a tough defensive matchup for Giannis or blowout, I just, you know, save myself the money. Uh, Middleton has got some upside in himself, and he's kind of been fairly priced as of late. Um, I jumped on him in that on that Christmas game slate, and it paid off pretty well. Oh, excellent. All right. We'll move on to the next one, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Indiana Pacers traveling to Miami, going to South Beach, taking on the Heat. Uh, pretty pretty tough defensive match, but that's kind of the theme about tonight. We have a lot of good defensive teams playing tonight. Uh, this game will be no different. So uh, news to watch. We have to keep an eye on Malcolm Brogdon. He's currently going to be considered a game-time decision with his groin, and obviously that's going to impact the starting lineup and, the, and this team in general. Um, so I'll let you kick this off, Andrew. Yeah, that is the big news. So I'll start there as well. If, if he's playing um... – that 6.7 really is tempting, but he'd have a solid defense. Um, I probably won't. I probably won't play much Brogdon if he starts. I mean, he's dealing with the groin, right? So 
Um, maybe 10 lineups, I'll play him once just in case, just because of that price tag. But I would have a little interest in Holiday if Brogdon's out. He's at 5.4 last time out, 42.75 fantasy points. So any anytime you can look at a 7 or 8x return, obviously we're going to jump at it. Um, you know, Turner and Sabonis, uh, just sort of blah prices, 5.6 for Turner, 8.1 for Sabonis. Tough front court. So um, I'm probably just maybe like a one share of, of the starting point guard for Pacers, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, if Brogdon's playing and we hear that he's not playing under any sort of restrictions, I'll, I have no problem playing, paying that price tag for him. It's a great price tag. Uh, but that's the fear. Like you said, it's a growing injury. There's the there's the chance that maybe they monitor him playing in shorter bursts for the first couple of games. Who knows? So monitor that news. And if we hear that there is no sort of minutes restriction, load up on him. I love that price tag. I feel I have no worries with that. If he's out, um, I'll be looking at Aaron Holiday again. He's been playing great when he's been getting the minutes. It is a tough matchup. I think 5,400 is a fair price tag. It leaves a little bit of meat left on the bone uh, or, ju- or juice left on the bone, but uh, not too, too much. So don't go overboard with him. Don't lock him in and make him a must play. Like you said, the Heat have a tough defense. So there's a few factors that kind of impact that a little bit. Um, and those are going to be like the main options I'm kind of really looking at on the uh, on the Pacers side of the ball. You know, Sabonis is always another guy that you can look at, 8,100. Um, he's just Mr. Consistent, you know, great for cash games, still has a little bit of turn of upside. Uh, again, though, you know, Bam is no slouch. Um, looking over on the Miami side of the ball, uh, I like Jimmy Butler, man. I love that price tag. Uh, 7,800. How do you feel about that? Yeah, in general, um, I, I, I really do like that price tag. I was surprised when I look back at his game log, though, like three of the last four, he's sort of underwhelmed. So, you know, we'll see if he's got sort of fresh legs back after the Christmas break and, and he can pay off that value. Cause you know, we know he can smash that when he's, when he's on, but I, I was looking a little bit more at some of the wings here. Uh, some of the, you know, cheaper priced wings and backups for Miami. Dragic is only 5.3 heroes, 4.7. So I've got a little bit more interest in those guys as, as a one-off. And then, you know, Bam's really been rolling, but he's 8.9, which is, which is pretty, pretty pricey. So, um, I probably won't play too many Heat players either against that six-ranked Pacers defense. Yeah, it, it's tough to stomach the bad price tag. It's good as he's been all season long. You know that the Pacers have a very uh, formidable front court, so I'm, I'm probably gonna stay clear of Bam. I like the Dragic call. 5300 is a fair price tag. I don't. I, I think I'm gonna you know stay away from the nuns and the heroes with Dragic back for a little while, just until maybe they you know here is a fair price tag, but just a couple hundred dollars cheaper and make me feel a little bit better. Um, and one thing I want to touch on is with the Heat going against the Pacers, I always touch on this. Anybody that goes against the Pacers generally go a little bit bigger. So uh, don't be afraid to take a shot at a guy like Kenley Olynyk uh, at 3,400 or something like that. I could see him getting an extra a couple extra minutes, especially if they want to try to match the size and just go double big with them. Oh, nice. I'm gonna write that down as a note. I think that's a good call. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're five games slate. We're looking for some value in other spots where people might not. And we've seen plenty of teams do it against the Pacers. Uh, just go using, whether it's a foul trouble thing, you know, you just want to get an extra big on the court. Uh, good for short spurts, whatever it may be. I can see a Linux playing 20 minutes. And at 3,400, he can easily crush that price tag. You know, what, you know what else I like about that is, well, two things. One, just looking at Olenek's game log, you know, they really seem like they do use him more based on the matchup because his minutes are inconsistent. 
And then the other thing is these two teams haven't played this year. So um, it's good to get ahead of the curve here and, and make that prediction that Olenek will be more in the flow in this one and, and take a stab at it now and see if it pays off. Absolutely. Uh, did you have anything else from this game? No, I'm ready for the late night hammer because it's going to be a hammer. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. So let's just jump right <laughs> into this. We have the Phoenix Suns going against the Golden State Warriors. So uh, I'm looking forward to this game. This is this game is probably going to have most of my exposure. So uh, where would you like to start? I just want to start in general talking about the whole game because it's the second highest total at 223. Spread is only 2.5. And I can't remember a game where if you if you look at potentially stacking this game, there is no one who's going to play in this game who's more expensive than 7.4. So it's it's an extremely easy game to stack, and it's a game you want to stack. I mean, just look at these wings. Russell, 7.4. Rubio, 7.1. Booker at an incredibly low 6.9. And, you know, the the you got Draymond at 6.3. Baines starting center against Golden State, only 4.8. Willie Cauley-Stein, 4.5. You know, he, he showed out well on Christmas. And so you can really mix and match, um, you know, four or five guys and then you can actually go back and maybe get a Giannis or a Trey. So, I mean, I, I'm just so excited about this game and I, I want to stack it a few different ways. Um, but you know, on the, on the Golden State side, it's Russell Draymond, Willie Collie Stein, and even Robinson, who I don't usually play. He's only 4.4. So I may, I may get a couple shares of him. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm going to load up on Russell. He's, you know, one of my favorite plays. I, I've been riding him as of late, and uh, you know, I'm waiting on those big games. A couple 40-point games and three out of the past four games have been nice, but one of those explosion games will be coming, and uh, I don't mind paying this price tag, and it's a great matchup for him in this kind of atmosphere in game. Uh, I, Draymond Green, again, you mentioned him coming off a big game, uh, big clutch shot at the end of it. He's been playing the minutes. Um, I have no problem paying for Draymond if we know he's playing 30-plus minutes. That's kind of when I fell off him early on in the season when they talked about limiting him. Uh, and, you know, no problem going with him at that price tag in this matchup, at, you know, knowing that he's going to play those minutes. Probably not going to be playing anybody like Alec Burks. Damian Lee having a huge game in the last one, 15 rebounds. I don't think I would expect that again. Um, the 6K is a little bit priced up, 5.9. I'll probably leave him on the board. Um, Eric Pascal is questionable. Um, so, you know, he, I would expect him to actually sit out just knowing that he came back last game and now he's hurt again. Um, if he sits, I think that's going to open up the extra wing minutes uh, for a guy like Glenn Robinson. And that's when you take a look at him. So he, Robinson's in play for me. If we hear that Pascal's out, probably avoid him if Pascal's in. Yeah, that's a good call because Pascal played seven minutes, so uh, that does open it up for Robinson. And I'm with you. I, I didn't mention those guys, Lee and and Burks, because of the they're priced up higher. So I, I don't think we need to go there. But over on the Phoenix side, you know, we know that Rubio's usage has really been a major blow to Booker. But how about the fact that Booker's under seven K? When these two teams played earlier in the season, he had 31 points. Um, 
Who do you like better there, Rubio or Booker, if you could only play one? If I could only play one, I'm probably going to go Booker just because I know what Booker's upside is, and I'm looking. I'm a GPP guy, so it's going to be dependent on what kind of games I'm playing. If I'm playing cash, I'd probably go Rubio just because he's got that little bit of a safer floor with the assist total and everything else. So, uh, But in tournaments, I'm Booker all day. I'm going to be playing loads of Booker on this slate. 6,900 stupid cheap. Yeah, and expect it to be very high owned. I, I mean, it's no secret. A lot of people are going to see that and want to jump right on board. Right. Um, right. The other options, I think, you know, you, you touched on Rubio. Baines has been getting good and run. I'll, I'll be playing some Baines. I think he's more than a fair price tag. It's not the same Golden State match- matchup as last season where we'd be worried about centers going against them. Uh, but and that's uh, that's probably it for me at the end of the day. I'm not really going to be going to too much Ubre. Um, so that's just, I think that's all I got. Yeah, and I got got to throw Bridges in there. Um, 3.7, you know, one more value play to consider. He got decent minutes in this matchup the first time out, and 28 minutes again last game against Denver. So um, don't see any reason why he couldn't pay off at 3.7. Yeah, no, he's got the steal upside D and three type player, uh, especially if anybody gets in foul trouble or anything like that. All right, man. I think that's, uh, I think that's all we got. So uh, before we head off guys, uh, just a quick shout out again to our sponsors at mybookie.ag and Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee, both fantastic. We appreciate the love and support that they give us. And, and I would definitely recommend taking advantage of the promo codes over at both places. Use it. Try it. Um, you will not be disappointed. And if you guys have a chance, please give us a rate and review. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, anywhere your podcasts are found. And you subscribe, give us a thumbs up. Uh, leave us a little note. We greatly appreciate it. It kind of keeps us content free and allows us to keep pumping it out every single day. Um, you can find all of us on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria. It's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew. At Language Olympic, L A N G U A G E O L Y M P I C. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. And you can find Miles at Miles6565. And that is it for you guys. So uh, we will be back tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night, it's going to be me and Coach on the Friday night breaking down the Saturday night card. So uh, we'll be back and we'll probably get another chicken soup bet in, which I'm looking forward to. Got to catch up. I'm, we're tied now, actually. Yeah, that's right. Big tie. And hopefully while you guys are recording, you're going to be seeing some monster DFS scores on the board from Bucks and Hawks and Suns and Golden State as we stack those games every which way and, and see if we can crush it. Absolutely. Like his coach likes to say. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We're always looking to crush it. So uh, I think that was your closing words, man. So I'm not going to ask you what were your closing thoughts. Uh, that was perfect. So we'll just end it on that. And we will catch you guys tomorrow. See you later, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.